Welcome to the PA Books Podcast. PA Books is a production of PCN, the Pennsylvania Cable Network. This program features interviews with authors of books on Pennsylvania people, history, sports, business, nature, and politics. We hope you enjoy this podcast. This week on PA Books, the author of I'd Like to Apologize to Every Teacher I Ever Had, actor Tony Danza. Tony Danza, author of I'd Like to Apologize to Every Teacher I Ever Had. <laughs> for people who don't know this story, what are you apologizing for? Well, f well I, first of all, I, uh, I wasn't the best uh, student. I wasn't the most um, um, engaged, uh, motivated student. I was, uh, I was one of those kids uh, who, in my generation, I think, were, there was a lot of us that sort of tried to charm the teacher and do as little as possible and, and just get by. And, uh, and we knew, because of the, work, the country we lived in, that it would we'd, we'd all work out, you know, we'd, we'd, whatever we did. Even if you didn't graduate at that time, you could get a, a job in an assembly line or a, or a construction site and have a, have a middle-class life, because the country would provide that for you. Um, so, but I, I, uh, I think a lot, like a lot of, a lot of uh, people in my generation, and I just think a lot of people who go to school look back and say, geez, I wish I would have done better. I just wish I would have tried harder. Why, you know, I was young and I was stupid and I didn't realize how important it was. And um, so there was that. And then I did it. Uh, you know, I went to Northeast High and spent a year uh, in, in a very different uh, capacity than most teachers because I only had one class. I did have a sort of a, um, an unofficial advisory that sort of started to, to uh, too light, <laughs> they get they light. They just appear, and uh, so I did have some other interactions. I, co I, you know, I helped with the football team and the marching band. So I, I took part in a lot of the. We took put shows on. So I was uh, involved in a lot of shows, but I didn't have the 150 teenagers, and I add the word teenagers because oftentimes you hear people say the 150 students. It does. It sounds. It sounds so bad. 150 students, but 150 teenagers, for those of us who have teenagers, it's, it, you know, terror, I think. But anyway, so, so I had the one class, and I was thinking about writing a book about it, and its title just kept jumping out at me from the experience and from the uh, regrets that I uh, think that I have. How did you come to become a teacher for a year? Okay, so well, I, was a I wanted to be a teacher. I went to school to be a teacher. And uh, I graduated in 72, and I just wasn't ready to do that, you know. And I, uh, my friends did, you know, like my friend Bobby Manelli, who's in the book. He uh, went on to teach 33 years, and, and, and um, you know, we were doing this together, and we, you know. Um, but, um, and it's always been sort of a regret I've had uh, that I, or not a, I wouldn't say a regret, but just something that, that thing like that road not taken thing, that what would have, what would I, and I've also, I really think teachers, I mean, to, the, the word teacher, the concept teacher, I mean, it's so, it's like noble. It's like, that's just my teacher. You know, I mean, it's like, I don't even know how to even, even characterize it. It seems so, I don't know, 
It's like uh, such a such a calling. I, that's a teacher. I mean, it's like a that's a priest. I don't know. I don't know how to. So how does the reality of it compare to what your image of teachers was? About the same. I mean, I, I didn't, I didn't. That didn't change. What changed is how hard it is. You know, the realization of how hard it is and how hard it is to be that teacher. To really be that teacher. I mean, really, it, it takes an effort. It takes a real commitment to other people, not to yourself. And that is another thing. You know, it's that grasshopper. Remember that show? Grasshopper take the, um, what was his name? You know, it was the, the Kung Fu. No, Kung Fu. Kung Fu. <laughs> the guy taught him, and he, he had to take them. Uh, anyway, I don't know. It's just it's this image I have. So that didn't change. But, but what changed is, is that you see... You know, you see the commitment it takes. You see the, uh, the tenacity it takes. Well, just a couple of the basics. The, where is the high school? What kind of neighborhood Okay, so it's it Northeast High. <laughs> Any Vikings in the house? Oh, oh, oh. That's what they do. They make a <laughs> um, it's Northeast High, Cotman and Algon. Uh, in Northeast Philadelphia. In Northeast Philadelphia. Uh, Linda Carroll is the, uh, Miss Linda Carroll is the, the principal. Um, it's a comprehensive high school. Over 3,000 kids. Over 50 languages spoken in the school. Uh, everything from magnet to uh, to uh, special ed, um, you know, just an incredible 200 teachers. I mean, just an um, just a, an incredible organism. You know, a giant organism. Uh, you did this for a, a television series. No, well, yeah, well, yeah, not really. <laughs> kind of a weird answer. Um, I wanted to do it. I was closing in on 60, and. Um, I had gotten fired from uh, from a, a job that I thought I, I really loved. What was that? I was a, I had a talk show in New York City for a national talk show live, ten o'clock to eleven, an hour every day live in New York. I'm telling you, I was the king of New York. <laughs> it was the greatest. It was such power because you know you'd go out and people people knew you were on the next morning, so they tried to really be nice to you. You know, you go to a restaurant and be, you know, so I sort of took advantage of this. And, 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 and New York is such an incredible uh, city, and it was, it was wonderful. And it was sort of a chance. It was, you know, I hate to, say, I hate to sound uh, pretentious, or, but it was a chance to sort of educate in a, in a, in a crazy way because I was going to do it in a, sort of a, an entertaining talk show, but it was going to have something to it. It was going to go against the grain of what we, we do now and, and, and try to be... Entertaining, but sort of, um, I don't know, how do you put it? Uh, traditional. How's that? That's a, that's a word, I think. Um, and send the right kind of messages, I think, you know, in the kind of people that we would have on and the kind of things we would do. You know, not to proselytize, but just to, to, to much like I think TV was in the 70s and 80s when I first got on TV. There was always sort of a, it wasn't like a message, but there was like a something. There was always something that you hoped people would get out of it, aside from the laughs. Um, I forgot where I was. Oh, so, uh, so, um, so I got fired, and then uh, I, was, uh, I was thinking, um, you know, I, I was thinking I hadn't done anything. I'm worried about, uh, like most Americans, I think I'm worried about the uh, education, education in America. I mean, every president, I, it's my whole lifetime, every president in my whole lifetime has been the education president. It's unbelievable. And, uh, and we still can't get there. And um, 
and we seem to be falling back further. I, I heard an unbelievable statistic the other day. In a, in, a, in a sea, you can drown in statistics, you know, and bad ones about education in America. But this one was kind of crazy. Listen to this. If you have two parents who didn't go to high school, I mean, didn't, go, didn't graduate high school, excuse me. If you, you have two parents who didn't graduate high school in, in Britain, in England, you have a 60% chance of, go, of attending college. In America, if you have two parents who didn't graduate high school, you have a 29% chance of, and, of attending college. I mean, and you hear all these, you know, these, I heard one that drove me nuts. Do you know that we are the, this is crazy, we are the 24th least corrupt country in the world? There's 23 countries less, less corrupt. Okay, anyway. I, I digress. So you did a TV show. <laughs> I so I did the show. I got canceled. Uh, I was broken hard. I was a little broken up about it. I was thinking about my life. Uh, you know, Arthur Miller said, uh, the, the best you can hope for is that uh, you end up with the right regrets. So I thought about some regrets and things, and, and the teaching thing came to mind. I thought, you know, I want to see what it's really like. I want to try it. So I got some Teach for America uh, uh, information, and uh, I was proceeding with that. And, and then I did what I uh, normally do, which is a little, uh, uh, I, I tell people. When I want to do something that is kind of scary, or it's going to be, like when I wrote the book, I, I told everybody, hey, I'm writing a book. So then everybody goes, hey, where's the book? How's the book coming? Hey, where's that? We're going to see that book? So it puts some pressure on you. So I was doing that with, I'm thinking about, I think I'm going to give a couple of years up and, and teach, see if I can do that, you know. So teaching came first and the reality show oh, yeah. came second? Oh, yeah. No, it was totally, totally, it was totally me trying to think about uh, fulfilling this or traveling the road not taken. So I said it to a bunch of people and, they, and people was, you know, oh, wow, you know, and one of my friends is this muckety-muck uh, reality show producer. And he says to me, I says, yeah, I'm thinking about doing a thing. He says, you know, that'd make a pretty good TV show, he says. So I said, no, it can't. It can't be a TV show because a TV show, uh, the main agenda is ratings, our ratings. The teacher's agenda is, is the kids, their education. Can't, it, it's cross purposes. We'll never get there. He said, no, no, listen, we can do it. Let me, let me make a sh call, see if we can get the assurances. And it'll just be about the kids, but we'll film it. It'll be like a documentary. documentary and well, Okay, we'll see. So he... I didn't think he was going to be able to sell it. I didn't think he could sell it anyway. I mean, in, in this world. And by the way, has it ended up the ratings? <laughs> you know, so anyway, so um, he called me back. He says, I can sell in a half an hour, he said. He called me back in like less than a half an hour. He said, we got a meeting about your TV, your, teach, your teacher show at A&E this weekend. I mean, this week. So we went and they gave us the, uh, the, the uh, all the... Um, the assurances, and they wanted to do the same kind of thing. They they understood that uh, education uh, is a is a you know is is something that we all should be concerned about. And uh, and maybe if we did a show, and this is how I got convinced too, is that maybe if we did a show about it, and really put a spotlight in there, we'd show the country what it's like in in an inner city school. I mean, people think they know. The only time we really see is when there's a you know a tragedy, but people think they know. So okay, so I thought. Maybe this is a good way. It might even have more of an impact this way, you know. So that was that's how it became, and we uh, we ended up here in Philadelphia. How did you get the school to agree to it? Good question. <laughs> good question. Um, we were up in New York, uh, and uh, we were trying to. Uh, we actually had picked a high school, and we were working there. 
Um, we made our proof of, of concept, and we, uh, and we, but they were, they were lukewarm. Uh, uh, not only the school, but the district. Uh, New York was just you know, kind of lukewarm. And, I, and, you, and you can't help but think it's because people don't want cameras in their schools, because they, you know. So anyway, um, we started uh, asking around, and we went to all, a lot of the school districts all over the country. And Mayor Nutter, uh, Susan uh, uh, Pinkinson and Mayor Nutter heard about it, and he liked the idea. And he's really, uh, uh, you know, he's really, I just think he really thinks about the kids in Philadelphia. I, do, I just do. But anyway, so we came down. He gave me a choice of schools. I had uh, Washington. I had uh, Northeast and uh, one other school, which I cannot remember the name. This is what happens as, you, as, it, uh, as the years go by. And... Um, but I, I loved Northeast. As soon as I saw it, I just loved it because it was a comprehensive high school. It's not a, uh, um, it's it's one. Of, it's a neighborhood high school, a community high school, and so that's why we did it, and and that's how I ended up here. I mean, and and then he is. See, so I thought, <laughs> I thought that I had found a way. I had found the way to make teaching pay. I'd make it a TV job. It's <laughs> a great idea. I'd be a teacher, and I'd be a TV. I'd be, it'd be so unbelievable. So then uh, it got canceled, and uh, <laughs> well, before they put it on, they they can't they 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 stopped shooting. Um, and then when they left, I really was a teacher. I wasn't getting paid. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I didn't get paid anymore. So, uh, but I, but they, then you know, I I ended up staying for the year, which I had plan to do. I wanted to spend, I really wanted to spend, I hoped the show would be a hit. We do three years. And, uh, and then I pass it on to another celebrity. Um, Rosie, o Rosie O'Donnell was saying she wanted to do it. I mean, there were people that were interested. And then I thought maybe I'd, uh, you know, in my grandiose mind, I was going to license it to every country in the world. And the French celebrity would go and teach school and the German full celebrity, you know, and it would be that kind of thing. And again, as a, as a way to focus on education. That's all. I mean, maybe in this world, that's the way we have to do it in the, in, in the context of what we live. Maybe that's, you know, it's, you're nothing if you're not on TV. I don't know if you know that. But I don't know. <laughs> so maybe that's, we got to put the schools on TV. Anyway, that was my, my, my attempt. So what's it like teaching teenagers? Well, um, it's, I, I always tell people, you know, what do you think it's like to, um, now you're not a teacher, so you, you, you come into this, uh, but try imagining teaching or, or just explaining a concept to, to somebody who has no prior knowledge, no prior conception of it, like irony or whatever, you know, just try that concisely and I could, it was like, forget it. It's very, it was very difficult for me, uh, especially, uh, you know, initially because I, I was entertaining more than I was teaching. I you think. taught English? I taught English. Why I, English? I think it's ironic. I think that's a, but, but <laughs> speaking of irony. Um, why English? They picked English. I was a history major. And I, I tell you the truth, I, I thought I could have a better experience teaching history, not only because I was m better versed in it, but also because I have a theory about this, uh, a technique. And my technique is I try to attach everything to their lives to the students' lives, everything. And I didn't know how I would do that. It seems obvious to do it in history because it's history. But uh, English, now how do I, what, uh, how do you, Julius Caesar, how do I make that, uh, you know? And so um, that that's worried me, of course, and not knowing the curriculum even. 
But I think all first-year teachers have to go through that. I don't think anybody knows the curriculum until, you know, three or four years in. How did the kids react to you? I mean, did they treat you like a novelty, or did they know who you were? Um, they, they were born two years after Who's the Boss was off the air. So, so it's, there's a, you know, and one kid said, I think my mother's a fan. You know, it was like that kind of attitude. Um, they, I found that if I didn't play to the camera, they didn't play to the camera. I, I, I uh, strategically tried in the beginning to hit the ground running, to not make it like uh, uh, some kind of a, an event. It was 10th grade English. You only get one 10th grade. I got to make this count. I think that's another thing that people don't realize about teaching, that there's this tremendous responsibility. You're not just doing your job. You got this kid's future in your hand, and a lot of them, you know. And so, uh, so uh, I didn't let the cameramen uh, fraternize with the kids. They had to stay away from the kids. They, there was no uh, interaction at all. So this thing sort of, and, and, and you know, just to give you an example of how they sort of faded into the background, we, uh, <laughs> I got a, it was in the show, caught a kid cheating, on, you know, because he was on camera. He forgot he was on camera. He's doing this, you know, he's looking at his, his thing, you know. Schmo. And, uh, <laughs> and, and of course, you couldn't, we couldn't do anything because we wouldn't know about it because it was on camera. I, I didn't catch him. But, uh, but no, I think that, you know, it was about how I did it. You know what I mean? It was all about how it was up to me. And I, would, I played it straight. I played it straight. I, you know, I really tried to set high expectations, tried to, you know, have a good lesson plan and, you know, and tried to, you know, tried to make a dent in what is the real problem, you know. The real problem, and, and we'll never solve it unless we solve this problem, is that we have um, a culture that sends messages to the kids that undermine education all the time whether it be reality TV or, or, uh, or um, the images of successful people. Um, and we have, and then you, you're, you're fighting youth, which is the big thing. You're fighting, in a lot of cases, poverty. You're fighting um, uh, single motherhood, huge problem. You know, one of the best indicators of student achievement is the academic success of the mother in the home. So if you have 70, upwards, upwards of 70%, uh, you know, out of wedlock births, you, ha you start with a big problem there because there's not much education. And they, you know, um, you're, fighting, uh, you're fighting a thing that I think has happened to the kids too, is that they've sort of been conditioned that it's up to the teacher. You know, in the district in Philadelphia, I kept hearing this over and over and over. It was like a mantra, engage the kids. Hey, how are you going to engage the kids? What are you going to do to engage them? Get something to engage? And the kids know this. So they come in and they go, hey, engage me. I'm here, you know. <laughs> you know, I have this image where the kid puts his head over, you open up his ear and pour in the English, you know. So they have that. So what I would try to do is... Uh, in the classroom, I, I put a big sign up in the front, I made them put it up, take part in your own education. You know, take part in this. You gotta engage, I can't, you know, I can't want it more for you than you want it for yourself. I, I mean, and by the way, you do as a teacher. Right now, you want it more for them than they want it for themselves. But it's, it's not working. So it's like, it's like you almost wanna have a national campaign where 
much like we did akin to uh, where we, we changed the attitude of the country about smoking and drunken driving, those kind of things, where you could make, <laughs> make some kind of a way to say to the kids, hey, look, it's like that, you know, I had this thing in the book, uh, there's a thing in the book, uh, I gave one detention. And, uh, and the, the kids were like, you know, rooting for me to give a detention. You know, it was like, you've got to, one of the, two of the girls said I had to grow some balls. So, uh, <laughs> so anyway, uh, finally this girl kept giving it to me and, and she's a wonderful kid. And she really was a wonderful kid. And at times she's a magnificent student. At other times she just doesn't want to be bothered with you and lets you know it. So, and, and this and disruptive, in, in a disruptive way, too. So finally, I, she was late, and I pulled the trigger. I said to her, hey, you, <laughs> you, you got a pink slip, go into detention. By the way, I, I didn't know when I gave a detention, I had to be there, which is, I thought they went to some detention place, you know. So, <laughs> but, but back to, back to what, I, what I'd like to say to the kids. I said to her, in the morning she came, and, I said to her, hey, Charmaine, how long do you think you're going to be in school? And she went, oh, forever. <laughs> and I said, uh, no, no, here's your life. This much is school, right here. And you don't want to be like somebody else I know, out here going, geez, I wish I would have done better over there. And it'll affect everything that happens from now on. And just to, to touch their lives with it when we were in Julius Caesar, I said, uh, you know, see, uh, Brutus says uh, to Cassius when they're about to go and fight Antony, Cassius wants to wait. Brutus says, in the affairs of men, there is a flood taken at its, excuse me, there is a tide taken at its flood, leads on to good, leads on to fortune, omitted, and the rest of his life is, is mired in the shoals and miseries. So I said, that's what he's talking about. Remember I told you that thing about taking your life, you know, so you could make some kind of connection there. But that's, uh, until, until we can convince them. I mean, you know, listen, right, so them kids walk into Northeast High, right? They, they come into Northeast High, they go through the metal detector, walk in, yeah, boy, this is, they tell me this is important. They tell me this education stuff's important. I walk in here. Then you go to the mall and you see this magnificent structure Unbelievable. Oh, wait a minute, which is important? You see what I'm saying? So there's messages always. And, and I think kids get it. I think kids get it. You know, I did a, I did a fundraiser here uh, in March. It was great. Um, you know, budget cuts. You know, you know what's going on here. Uh, but uh, they, they, they laid off the school nurse. I mean, you know, it's sort of symbolic. I mean, I know it's bad to lay off anybody and, and, and gym and, and art teachers and, and shop teachers, you know, the, all that stuff. But, but this nurse thing sort of struck a chord. I came down and I did a uh, teachers versus student talent show. It was great. It was great. But we did some local press and went on TV and mentioned the school nurse. And it must have had like a sort of a, I don't know, a visceral effect that came out. It was like over 2,000 people came out to the show. And it was amazing, you know. We really, we, we did really well. We raised some money. And, but more importantly, we said, to the, we raised a little morale on the Kids beat the teachers, by the way. We raised morale on the, kid, on the teachers. And we sent a message to the kids that we care. And I think that's what's important. And, and, and that's what worries me about this, you know, lack of commitment to public education now. You know, we, I know in uh, Philadelphia, they want to close 40 to 64 schools and uh, 
and little by little, it's you know, it's privatizing it. Uh, the um, the, the problem is, is that yeah, to me, it seems like you're going to end up in a two-tier system where you have, you know, the poor kids with the, without the parents and the ones aren't motivated in one school, and then you'll get everybody else somewhere else. And it, it's, 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 you know, in New York City, I don't know about Philadelphia, but in New York City, 50% of the schools are 90% uh, segregated. So you're already talking about, it's, it's almost like separate but equal again, you know, so... You, you got to be careful of that we these are our kids these are america's kids and we got to understand that were there any kids you taught who were real hard cases who you just couldn't get to i mean you're right like al g yeah not yeah, his real yeah, name i yeah, guess it's not his name yeah yeah no he was a beaut uh, but he graduated he graduated and uh you know he's one of those kids like me like i was but he doesn't realize he's not living in the time i was living I mean, and he doesn't also realize. I mean, here's the other message his kids get. College is too expensive. You know, it's not, and you got politicians telling them it's not even worth, where are you going to go, college? What are you, crazy? It's not for everybody. Wait a minute. What happened here? You know, it's, it's, it's like the age of counter-enlightenment. You know, we're going the other way. I don't get it. So, um, but he, uh, he, 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 he doesn't understand. Another thing he doesn't understand is that you know, schools, there's financial aid for these kids if they have good grades. Because the schools want that flavor that a kid from the neighborhood brings. You know, they're not, not everybody's from the private schools, you know, in and, 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 and Asia. <laughs> I mean, basically, that's what you have. So the kids don't understand it. They don't see a way out. They don't see it as their way. I'm telling you, we have to somehow convince them. And we have to all, you know, chime in. I, I, this is how, the, how misunderstood people are. I mean, misunderstand the situation, people. Do. I, I was talking to this really, really uh, wealthy woman, old money. And, and somehow she comes on to me and gives me, she starts talking to me. It was in the gym. And she's talking to me about Jersey Shore. And, and the messages it must send to the kids, you know, the kids. The me- and it's true. I mean, you know, you tell the kids good work and hard, I mean, hard work and good behavior will pay off. And they go watch Jersey Shore. They say, well, <laughs> you, maybe you're wrong, Mr. Danza. But anyway, she says to me, oh, I hate the people on that show. And I said, you know, I got no love lost for the people on that show. And, and, and in a way, that's why I'm glad I don't have a talk show anymore, so I don't have to interview them. But anyway, um, I have no love lost. But if I was 20, in my 20s, and you told me, go down to the beach, I'll pay you, act out, I'd be afraid to see the footage. So I, so I got nothing against those people. I said to her, how do you feel about the suits who you had dinner with last night who were reaping billions of dollars off this stuff? And they're sending their kids to private school. So, you know. You do have one scene in here, and I, we only have about two minutes left. Oh, I wish man. we had longer, because there's a lot to, to How talk about. How come I only got a half hour? What, was that a deal? Uh, you was can have as long as you want. <laughs> <a deal>? um, <laughs> you have a scene where you're talking to uh, Lee from uh, A&E, and uh, he says, oh, uh, nothing's happening with this show. Oh, Les. No, uh, nothing's happening with this show. Uh, there's no drama. We're going to have to start setting things so up if you expect to have a show that people will watch. Setting things up. What, what did he want to set up? What did he want to set up? Um, do you know what they do in reality TV is they, they soft script the show, which means they have a situation that they've come up with, and then the actors or the performers, whatever they are, fill in the blanks. There's no, there's no script. But this is the situation, and we'll make this, you know. And he, he just, listen, he, this, was the, this was the fight. This was the battle. The battle was, 
You know, how do you, it's impossible to do, which was, like I said in the beginning, you couldn't do it because the agenda of the TV show is ratings. The agenda of, my, of me teaching was... So they wanted you to fake conflict or they something? Wanted, they just want, they wanted, what did they want? They wanted, I don't think they wanted to fake it, but they wanted to see more of it. You know, um, and I wasn't interested in that. You know, if it was up to me, I just wanted the camera in the classroom. I didn't want to go out of the classroom. I wanted people to see what it's like in the classroom. You know, every day, every day. Did you come out of this having learned things or did it reinforce things you already kind of thought you knew? Both, but, but a lot of reinforcement. But, but certainly, uh, I, I learned some things about myself. I really did. I mean, uh, uh, it was really good to be in Philly. It was really, uh, it was like coming home and it was a good time for that. Um, but really, I, I, most of the stuff is just it reinforced. I, I do know for sure, the thing that I do really believe, that unless we can convince the kids that it's in their interest, we could make this, Chicago, you want to make the school day longer? Go ahead, make it longer. But if they're, not, if they're not paying attention, you can make it 24 hours if they don't really care about it, if they don't understand that this is their chance. Have you heard from any of the kids since, oh, yeah. since you did the show or since the book came out? Well, they graduated in, in June. You know, I was a commencement speaker, and uh, I got a little scholarship program there too. That I'm very proud of in my parents' name, and um, and all the kids graduated. All the kids in my class graduated, and uh, only two are not going on to uh, college or some uh, vocational training. I'm very proud of them, and uh, and I, you know, I'm you know, the email is the greatest thing in the world because you can keep in touch. Um, unfortunately, the other thing that I learned about that a teacher really that. First of all, I don't even think we're trained for it, and I don't think, I don't think people even realize this is the emotional grind, the emotionally grueling nature of it. Because, in order to get the kids to work, you got to show them you care. That's what a good teacher does. He cares about his students. So you show them you care, they open up on you. And some of the st stories you hear, pretty tough to take. Pretty tough to take. You get adoption fantasies. I mean, you, you know, it gets to you. Well, I wish we had more time, but we're out of time. We've been speaking with Tony Danza. He is the author of this book, I'd Like to Apologize to Every Teacher I Ever Had. I know it's funny, Brian. Every place I go, teachers come up to me and say, I accept. <laughs> <laughs> You've been listening to a podcast of PA Books, a production of PCN, the Pennsylvania Cable Network. Full episodes of PA Books, as well as other PCN programs, are available to stream with the PCN app. Visit PCNTV.com or the App Store for details. Like us on Facebook.